Welcome everyone to episode four of the Run Wild with Lauren and Bud podcast. It's a crazy time right now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, the world looks a little different nowadays. So on today's episode, um, we are going to be talking to several of our friends um, about running in general. And so I want you to sit back if you find yourself um, perhaps solo on a trail right now. Maybe you're like me and you're hiding in your closet, uh, eating candy away from your kids because you need a little break. No judgment here, okay? Um, So today's a fun one. We are maintaining social distance by Skyping with each other. So Bud is joined by his lovely wife, Jennifer, and uh, they're uh, in Chattanooga, and they are Skyping with the MILF maids. And so, yes, that is the mom's group uh, that I am in. It's four of us. We live outside of Nashville, and so we are Skyping in to talk with Bud and his wife uh, about some things. And so we will talk about how we all met. Um, Three of the maidens will talk about their experiences with running, two of them being self-proclaimed haters of running, uh, but they just finished their first trail race. So we can't wait to talk to them. Um, We're trying to get them to drink our Kool-Aid and cross over to the crazy uh, side of trail and ultra. So we'll chit chat. Our friend Hope uh, is also a run coach through the Tennessee State Park Run Club. So we'll talk to her a little bit. If you're in Tennessee, you are so lucky because the Tennessee State Park system offers free run clubs and also offers um, these awesome little races throughout the different state parks. It's really such a great program. Uh, So we'll chit-chat today. Mr. Bud, as you guys know, uh, Mr. Prepared, let's call him, he's going to give us his little chit-chat on corona and how it's affected him. At the end of the podcast, we'll talk about how we're maintaining sanity as trail and ultra runners during these kind of weird, crazy times with race cancellations. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and uh, here we go. Okay, so we here we are. We're officially here. Uh, because of corona, we are doing our duty. We are socially distant. Uh, we are all Skyping in instead of huddled together. Uh, to talk about running and some fun things today. Bud is not social distancing, but it's okay because he's with his wife. Um, And then I also have some other ladies here. So why don't we go around and uh, Bud and I can help introduce everybody. Uh, Bud, tell us who's sitting next to you right now. So this is my wife, Jennifer. Say hi. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Uh, we're quite close. <laughs> I'm not like distancing myself. In the, in the co- they're not di- social distancing. That's okay. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. So, yeah, originally we were all going to, the, the maidens and I, the other women, were going to huddle together in a basement. Um, but that's not going to happen because we're not going to sh- share our germs, although I think we're all well. Okay, so Bud and his lovely wife, Jennifer, are here. So I have... Uh, I'll start at the bottom here of my Skype screen. I've got Hope, who we uh, lovingly call Mama Hope because she uh, is the wisest among us, I believe. (laughs) 
And um, Hope's here today. She's going to talk about how we met um, and some of the races we've done together. And she is actually a coach for uh, the Tennessee State Park Run Club here outside of Nashville where we live. So we get to hear some stuff from her. And we've got Amanda, who is her neighbor, um, who recently just did a 12K, her longest, like, sole trail race, right? And yes. she's just now getting into rucking. They're just staring at me on the screen. Because <laughs> I told them they can't talk until I tell them. And then we have Rachel. Rachel up here who also did the 12K um, on Saturday with Amanda, who has just jumped into running. Right, Rachel? The one who hated running used to make yes. fun of me for running. No. And now she's running. She has a Strava account and everything, guys. So everybody, welcome to Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. Um, we are all here. We've got lots of voices. So hopefully we'll get everybody um, acquainted. Okay. Okay. So who wants to talk about the craziness in the world right now? Um, I'll, am I the only one who's drinking one of these right now? I'm drinking something what are you else. Drinking? She's okay. So we all brought some drinks. Okay. Some of us were responsible and brought water. I'm drinking a Corona because I, I kind of felt bad for the Corona beer company, right? They just seemed appropriate. Okay. Um, poor corona. So cheers. Yeah. Poor Corona. Cheers. Cheers. Things are a little crazy. I just saw as we were coming onto the air, um, onto the podcast, I don't know how you say it, that the Barkley marathons are indeed canceled this year. But did you see that? No, I did not. That just happened, just happened, somebody posted, which is a bummer of all races that I thought might be able to skirt in with the social distancing rules. I thought it was Barkley since, you know, they're just all out there on their own surviving anyways. Um, but yeah, to be safe, they canceled, which is understandable for sure. Um, well, so anyway. Uh, so in the chemical industry where I'm at, uh, we have a lot of products that we buy that come from overseas. And everyone who's in industry knows that the majority of things that we use to manufacture stuff in the United States, it's probably sourced from China, somewhere in the assembly of all the goods that we make here in the U.S. Something somewhere comes from China. And so we've been delayed for several months getting raw materials. Um, other industries have been as well. And that has put a kind of a damper on U.S. manufacturing. It has not been a help. So it would seem yeah. like with uh, Chinese imports going down that U.S. manufacturers could pick it up. But we're a global economy. Everyone sources stuff from China and has to use Chinese raw materials to make things. Um, we also have travelers in the U.S. that come from all over the world. And the coronavirus is here. Uh, yeah. it's, it's somewhat more dangerous than the regular flu it has a higher mortality rate and people are spreading it without knowing it and so the the center for disease control has made several recommendations uh, one of which is to prevent uh, gatherings of more than 50 people and all of the races fall into that category yeah concerts shopping malls restaurants a lot of places where people would frequent um falls into that category and we are trying to do the best that we can to do extra sanitizing um keep keep ourselves uh out of the public right now so that way we don't spread the 
the infection more. We don't know when we're going to come in contact with it, and we don't know who's going to be carrying it. Um, for most of us who are healthy, it doesn't pose a very big risk to us, but we have to be conscientious about people who may have compromised immune systems. Uh, I have a, a lady at work whose husband is an organ transplant. He, he's, re he's received a, a kidney and uh, he's on rejection medicine. And so even the regular flu is a big deal for him. Uh, he has to worry about uh, this even more. And so, you know, we're, we're doing things at work to try and limit exposure and do extra sanitation or sanitization. And it's all in an effort to be conscientious. And so we don't want to spread anything to uh, the other citizens who have uh, weakened immune systems, either elderly or sick. And so everyone needs to do their part and kind of understand that we need to uh, stay isolated for a few weeks. Right now, the healthcare system can be overburdened if uh, the trend was to continue the way it has in certain European countries. It would overwhelm our our healthcare system, and uh, we're doing the best that we can to try and uh, make that sharp Gaussian peak of infected people make it spread out and be a very dull slope and stay within the threshold of what our healthcare system can handle. And if and if we can do that, it's going to mean that we're going to have a crunch. We're going to have about a two week to a four week period where everyone feels like we're miserable. Everyone feels like all of our personal freedoms are being stomped on, but that's not the case. Um, what's, what we're really trying to do here is encourage people to, to lay low for a little bit. Don't go out and buy all the supplies that you can find, but we have to, we have to make some compromises. We have to uh, stay isolated a little bit, and the, the social distancing is what they're using the call uh, what we're expected to do. And I think yeah. um, we're, we're supposed to keep a six foot barrier around strangers. Don't don't let anyone in that close because it is a, a airborne body fluid. It can be transmitted through your breath or through speaking or contact. Obviously, um, you know, affection, can, you know, kissing and hugging and all that can and shaking hands and touching doorknobs. You can spread the the infection. And so it'll be in the public. And we can take extra measures to kind of prevent it. But unfortunately, the, the sport that we love, uh, trail running, racing, and uh, we're, we're surrounded by hundreds of people who are all sharing pretzels out of a bowl. Yeah, e shooting snot is, rockets at each yeah, other. Yeah, everyone so, is sweating. And, and people travel to these <laughs> events, you know. Yeah. yeah, there's traveling involved. So at the end of the podcast, we'll discuss that more, kind of like as ultra runners, I know I've been greatly affected with race cancellations, but you have as well. Um, so we'll talk about that at the end, kind of maybe what we're doing during this time and handling um, all of the cancellations. So we'll get to that at the end. Um, so for now, let's talk about happier things, because hopefully you're listening to this. Maybe you're out doing a solo run or you're trapped inside. Maybe you're, you're eating candy in the closet, hiding from your kids. Um, so let's talk about running. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start out. I'm going to ask Rachel and Amanda, uh, tell me about the 12 K. If you could give me one sentence to tell me about your first 12 K, how would you explain it to me? 
Rachel, go ahead. No one should ever have to run up hills like that. <laughs> so in case you guys didn't know, um, we're out. We're all outside of Nashville, except for Bud and his wife. And so Amanda and Rachel just ran the Music City Trail Ultra, which offers uh, distances from 12K all the way to 50K. And so I, I have not run it myself. I'm usually really busy in the spring, um, but I heard it's really hilly. And so, Amanda, what do you think? Nobody should have to run that long. <laughs> Nobody should have to run that long. I love it. Yeah. So, because for both of you as friends, we've done some little like um, triathlons and things and 5Ks, but this is the longest run over 5K, right? For both of you guys, I think. And the and Rachel is a self proclaimed hater of running. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. Gross. But somehow she signed up for a twelve k. So tell us what possessed you to sign up for this uh, longer than a five k trail race. Well, you know, something over the course of the past uh, maybe month or so has bewitched me, and all of a sudden, running to me is kind of the only option that I've got for physical activity and uh I don't hate it like I used to okay I'm not gonna say I like it uh but I find myself thinking about it like a seed has been planted you oh that's saying? how it starts yeah it's a seed has been planted yes I, and I'm thinking about it okay. and I'm and I'm wondering to myself why it's not as horrible as it used to be ah. it's like yeah it's weird right it's like some sort Rachel of switch got flipped something yeah. happened but you know something something mysterious really unexplainable phenomenon and I only signed up to do this uh 12k trail race thing because Amanda was signed up and uh I think my Saturday freed up I don't know it just kind of sounded like something that maybe I would give it a shot since running was not so disgusting anymore. So, ah. yeah. see, I like this because when I first started running, I think my first 5K, I, I was a self proclaimed hater of running. And I thought, why would anybody want to run? Um, but it grew on me and it grew on me so much. And here I am. Um, so, yeah, you drank the Kool Aid. I like it. And this yeah. has been planted. And yeah. you're going to join the cult and uh, be one of us. I, I can feel it. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Baby steps still. And I don't know that I need to do that uh, Music City thing anytime again real soon. That 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 was I, I don't know who could who could run up those hills. Those well, hills I mean, were uh, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it was good to have done once. Good. OK, so Amanda. Now, Amanda. You have been doing these races we've been doing together, and you have recently started getting into rucking. And so for those who aren't familiar, rucking is like carrying a weighted backpack, in essence, like a sack. So tell us, what was your motivation for signing up for this 12K? I guess the motivation is I like a good challenge. Uh -huh. I wanted to see if I could go that distance. And I guess I answered that question. However, I would like to add that I, too, am a self-proclaimed runner-hater. <laughs> I think they keep rotting. None have sprouted. I'd still hate running. 
Okay, but the seeds have um, been planted, so maybe we'll get converted. But in, in your misery, did you find some enjoyment in doing this 12K? I found enjoyment in the beauty of the wood, um, but not in the pain of the run. My foot still hurts. <laughs> so your foot hurts. So did you do you think you injured it, or is it just sore somehow? It is definitely a pre-existing injury that I probably just oh. activated from from not being as trained as well as I needed to be for the run. Yeah, um, we've all been there. <laughs> it's just not fun. Okay. But I'm but, really super proud of you ladies for like signing up and doing a 12K because it's way further. And I mean, it is. And especially Rachel's just signed up on a whim like, hey, look what I'm doing. <laughs> and she has a Strava account now. Come on. Crazy. Uh, crazy. The world is upside down. So, so yeah. Okay. Well, before I talk to Hope, let's talk about how um, I got hooked up with Rachel, Amanda, and Hope. And we all, um, like I said, Hope and Amanda are neighbors. They live out in, we live outside of Kingston Springs, out near the river. And um, Rachel, Hope, and I kind of met as moms to kids in the school system, right? I mean, really, that's how we met, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And so I remember several years ago, I put up on Facebook, I was like, hey, who wants to go to this women's rock climbing retreat in Eastern Tennessee? It was through the state park system. And I was just looking for some people to join in and you three uh, volunteered this tribute to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went, it's put on by the state parks. It was at black mountain, Tennessee. It's a great program. They have co-ed programs at state parks too. Um, and we went to camp for a weekend and climb mountains and it was really fun and so I think our little adventure group was kind of born in that moment I guess yeah for so sure. yeah and so then we started doing some races uh what was the first one we even did as a group what did we do do you ladies know I can't even remember maybe, maybe the rock and row rock and row Lauren you and yeah. I've done that one yeah, so Hope and I have done the Rock and Row Triathlon. It's a state park uh, triathlon at, um, uh, what park is it? My brain is Rock too Island. much Rock Island. Rock Island, yes. And uh, Hope and I also did the Jailbreak Triathlon in Columbia, Tennessee. We all recently just did the, what's the goat festival? Three-legged. The three-legged goat, another one outside of Columbia, Tennessee. There's so many good little races through the state park system and just through uh, small venues that you really, if you're in Tennessee or whatever your state is, they may have similar programs. I encourage you to look. Um, but yeah, we started kind of do, oh, the Harpeth Hustle, of course, another little triathlon and where you kayak and bike and run. Um, lots of fun races. So we just kind of have a little adventure crew and, and go and do stuff. And uh, okay, Amanda, you want to tell us what we're training for in the fall? Hopefully it's not canceled. <laughs> Bluff sprint triathlon. So a bona fide sprint triathlon where we'll have to swim in the river. Uh, was it bike 12 miles, something like that, and run a 5K? Yeah, that's going to be fun. So we're going to undertake that. Um, so Hope. Okay, Hope did not run the 12K, but tell us a little bit about what you do as a coach for Tennessee State Parks. 
Well, there's a bunch of different state parks across the state that have the run clubs. They've been around for a few years, but we're still trying to get the word out to people. It's very family friendly. Uh, we have anywhere from, in my group, kids that are ages range from two years old up to adults that are in their 60s. So anybody that's in the family is welcome to participate. Um, and what we do is we have a main meeting site. We meet at the Harpeth River State Park Gosset site, Gosset Track site, once a week. And we run one mile. And then we have games that we do at the end. And when we first gather for practice, I tend to try and go over something kind of educational for the group, whether it's what gear should you wear, what food should you fuel your body with, um, proper warm-up techniques, cool-down techniques, and then they have the choice. They can either run a mile or a half a mile, and um, we provide a healthy snack for them because a lot of the kids in this area don't always have good, healthy snacks after school. And then within the season, I try and incorporate some off-site trips. So we were going to go to Newsom's Mill or we'll go to Hidden Lake, um, the Narrows where the tunnel is, just to try and get people out. That's the whole main goal. We're not trying to get people out there running marathons, but we are encouraging people to get outside, to go as your family, as a group, um, maybe to participate in a 5K if they feel motivated and to see the parks, try and draw more people into the parks and into some of the smaller satellite areas that they may not be familiar with. Um, and then we also, um, during the season, try and do some nighttime programs or an astronomy program. Um, I have a bike ride scheduled just to do some different things and expose um, people that may not have the nerve to go by themselves, but they would come if somebody was leading or if there was a group going, they might be more apt to go. So we've got some different things planned for this season and hopefully we'll get to do some of it because I've, yeah. we're indefinitely on hold right now. We've had to cancel That's um, right. per park management um request we had to cancel everything indefinitely just until everything passes over right so because it's state park system and it's gatherings you know of, of 10 or more people um and so hope if people are in tennessee they can google like tennessee state park run club right and find the website mm -hmm. yeah. and this program's totally free 100 percent free correct yes yeah it is. and you get discounts to sign up for the state park races right right Yes. Okay. So if um, you are in Tennessee, been, I, yeah, check it out. Yes. And the, the discounts kind of vary a little bit. Um, it's, there's been some changes in the management of it. Um, but yes, they're still all out there. Uh, majority of them are still going on. It was a grant funded program. And uh, currently we lost the grant to another state program. Uh, but many of the parks have absorbed us into their parks uh, so we are kind of officially under the friends of Harpeth River State Park. So wow. uh, we always encourage people to support their friends groups because that supports programs like this. I see. Now, do and I don't this is something I don't know. And maybe you have the answer to do other um, states across the nation have similar programs like run clubs? Have you heard of I I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm not either, actually. So I encourage you, even if you're not in Tennessee, to maybe look and see what your state park systems offer. Uh, this was something I didn't know existed until Hope told me, and we got to participate the first year 
before we were overwhelmed with like kid extracurricular activities. And it is a great program. Um, and so, okay, so we, we've got Rachel, we've got Amanda, we've got Hope here. And uh, we lovingly call ourselves the MILF Maids. Uh, Hope's husband came up with that name. We uh, came up, we had to have a team name because we did an adult bouldering league at a climbing gym a couple of years ago. And, and that was our name and, and Hope's husband. We're going to put the blame on him. Um, but we refer to ourselves as the maidens now to be more politically correct, <laughs> I suppose, and a little bit. Uh, better for for younger ears um and so that's kind of how we met and we like to go out and do fun things so bud what what questions do you have for these maidens that you've heard them talk about (laughs) running what do you what do you think well when i was first introduced to y'all um you were milfs and yeah, so I'm kind of I'm yeah. kind of disappointed that you changed oh, he's, that. He's sad that we're now just the maidens. <laughs> we haven't officially changed anything. I don't know. We are just we're those. It's people. very it's know. very contextual. You know, it depends on okay. where we are. You know, if we're at the bar, we might refer to ourselves as the milfs. But if it's we're so, at the, it, you know, but that's yeah. self proclaimed, right? I well, mean, that's our name. It's, it's Hope's <laughs> husband proclaimed. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but MILF, you know, MILF has lots of meanings. It stands yeah. for Man, I Love Food and Make It okay. Last Forever. And, you know, yeah, totally It stands innocent. for all kinds of things. So, you know, yeah. get your mind okay. out of the gutter, so, bud. Yeah, bud. All right. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So when y'all did the 12K, I saw the pictures and stuff. And I heard some trash talk. So... Who actually ah. won? Who won? Oh, yeah. Who who came in first, Amanda or Rachel? Oh, well, I mean, we came in like 37th and 38th. Really. Okay, okay. So yeah, Amanda we were, won. So, so you were Amanda trash won. talking her, but she won. Uh, no. Yeah. Lower. I was talking to aid station and she uh, kicked it up and I ate her dust. I couldn't get oh, yeah. I never heard again after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That so she tricked you. really enjoyed nature. Amanda and I are a very, um, I would say, incompatible uh, racing or duo because, no, it's it's true because I cannot keep up with Amanda, like not even close on the hills. She just powers up those hills and I'm down here like, you know, I was so far behind her on every hill. Um, but she is less likely to try to run in general uh i you know on like the flatter uh surfaces or you know we call that power hiking rachel power hiking yeah okay (laughs) so i can't i can't keep up with her on the uphills and uh and also she starts off stronger than i do and then later i i tend to kick it up a little bit towards the end and she kind of peters out so we really, we really don't, we're, we're not a good pair. It's, it, it was not fun at all. I hated it. <laughs> Two incompatible MILFs, I see. Okay, okay. Okay, so I've got, I'm going to go back to, uh, when did you ladies do the polar plunge? When was that? Was that January or no, December? No, that was December. No, November. December. Okay. December. Well, no, it wasn't that like the first of the year? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, that was December. Because oh. I was down there for Christmas with my family. I was in Chattanooga. After I stayed Christmas. and did Christmas. Before, yeah. I thought the whole point of that thing was like the first of the year. No, no, no. It was the winter solstice. 
December oh, 20th. that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was my mom's birthday. You're right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Winter yep. solstice. So yes. uh, I, I, you know, you guys know Bud lives in Chattanooga. I am from Chattanooga. So I dragged the milkmaids, uh, these three ladies, down to Chattanooga. And we did the polar plunge at um, Lula, Lula Lake, Lake on, yeah, mm-hmm. on Lookout Mountain. You guys should definitely do that every year. I think we're going back for round two. Um, and even yeah, if I promise, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'll watch. You're not doing not... it. Bud's, Bud's a wuss. He's not going to jump lied. in the cold water. I lied. I'm not uh-huh. doing it. <laughs> but I think we've agreed. Yeah. So the point of our MILF made group um, was kind of like, let's go out and have a fun time. And by fun time, not clubbing, <laughs> uh, but let's go find some adventures and go rock climbing and do this race and go do a polar plunge. So that's kind of. And we each have our own kind of things that we like. Um, I'm trying to get them to all drink the Kool-Aid so they'll all be on the trails with me. But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that brings me to a question. Okay. This is for Rachel. I know you wanted to say something. I'm going to let you say something. (laughs) All right. So so you said you don't quite hate running anymore, but there's something kind of weird. It's not exactly a love-hate type thing yet. But what I have to ask you, um, Uh does it feel – because you're kind of – in the beginning stages of drinking the Kool-Aid, does uh-huh. it kind of feel like that little bit of pain and effort, there's something challenging and yet rewarding. So it's almost like an itch that you want to keep scratching. Is it like that? Or am I totally wrong? Well, I mean, I guess I may be like scratching the itch afterwards because it, I keep, th- I find myself thinking about it uh whereas before in my life i was not ever spending you know one second of my life thinking about running now i find that after i've gone out and done some running it lingers with me mentally and i'm thinking about when am i going to go do it again so you know yeah there's a little bit of that she's got the fever she's got the trail running fever not the corona fever right um but Really, what what is like kind of blowing me away is that for some reason right now, even though there's not much else that has changed in my life, my diet, my exercise routine, the running is not as tragically difficult as it used to be. It used to be just hard, even though I thought, you know, I was in decent shape and I go to the gym and I do all this other stuff. The running for me has always been just just I I just despise it it just feels like something my body does not want to do and for some reason the past uh, I don't know just like month plus it doesn't feel uh that wrong anymore no longer feels (laughs) like something my body is you know protesting against Uh, I'm not saying it's easy but it's not uh it's not wrong like it used to be so that's what's that's what's getting me that it, it's more of like a um, I'm like I'm like intrigued by this. I feel like it's it's like some sort of experimental thing going on. I can't I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's it's intriguing to me. So I'm like, I keep doing it because is it just going to stop like. Well, no, gonna turn no, off. You're like gonna be same. running ultras. You're gonna be. You're gonna be out in the desert. At mile ninety two. Wondered what Ooh. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to the desert. Yes, the desert. Yes. Yeah. As they so say, five Ks are like a gateway drug to the ultra world, and it just keeps snowballing. So welcome, right. welcome to the Here club. Here I am. Here right. I am. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm willing. 
you're so intellectual <laughs> in how you give your responses that um, it's it's hard for me to I'm I'm grasping at what you're trying to say, and I know what you're trying to say, but you're being so analytical with it. And I know yeah, that it's disgusting. I know it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting, horrible. Rachel. So, I know. I know no other way. It does. It's, right. it's, I can't turn it off. It's true. So I'm going to I'm going to have to swap the mic here. I'm going to ask my wife, Jennifer, the same question. So uh, Jennifer has been running with me now for uh, how long has it been? Over a year. Over a year. Yeah. And a yeah. And so I'm going to I'm going to switch over to her and I'm going to ask her the same question. So. Tell okay. tell me what running feels like to you. You're kind of in the beginnings of it. You've done some four and five and six mile trail runs, and we recently did one on Saturday. So uh, go ahead and go ahead and tell me a little bit about what that was like. Is my mic on? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we did a trail run on the Cumberland Trail this weekend, uh, about six miles, and that was fun. Uh, we power hike some of that because once I get to the hills and mountains, I'm, I'm all about power hiking. Don't want to run up that. I, I would be very far behind Bud. He would keep running. Uh, but yeah, we, I do it. Uh, the kids and I started doing it uh, a lot with Bud. Maybe, I think it was around October of 2018. So a little over a year. And I think the most I've done is six miles. The... Um, the kids, uh, our kids are 13, 11, and 6, and they uh, have all done up to three miles. I think Sam and Forrest did, uh, what did they do, Lauren? Like They did, they did a 10K. It was like six yeah. miles. Yeah, yeah they did yeah, a 10, okay. a, they, official 10K. They did a 10K at uh, Mobile together, uh, Sam and Forrest. And uh, so the kids have gotten into it. So it's definitely given us something uh, fun to do. Uh, together with me and Bud, together with the kids too, and so and it's fun, fun to be outside and and away from all the coronavirus. No coronavirus yes. in the woods, right? <laughs> yes. So now, do you see yourself like wanting to try like a longer race, or are you just gonna like keep it like like you said, enjoyable? It's fun to get outside. Yeah, I really haven't had much desire to do um, necessarily sign up for races or or big races or anything like that. Um, just really to spend time with Bud, the kids, just exercise, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not particularly, you know, to sign up for a race and go for something huge or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who would, out of I us? Would, yeah, go ahead, Rachel. I would not have picked a 12K since I had not done anything longer than a 5K previously. I would have felt that was maybe a little ambitious but that's what it was and that was what Amanda signed up for so you know in the spirit of milf maidness I uh, <laughs> tagged along and you know wanted to match Amanda's challenge and you know that that 12k that was not a 12k that was like a 14k yeah uh, it I was can, uh, most trail runs so here's the secret uh, all trail runs like trail races are always longer than what they say. Always. That's just, well, that's that's, just how it is. You know, that's great for people <laughs> that have done that, that length of a race before. But when you've not attempted anything that long and you have, you know, you're mentally like ticking the miles down. Like, oh, God, it's got to be almost done now. You know, there can't be that much more. Because, of course, it's not <laughs> oh, marked there in is. any way. 
And you're like, you know, I, 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 okay, the aid station was at five miles, so I know this has got to be about seven miles, so there can't be much more left. And then, like, you know, a mile and a half later, you're finally done. Uh, that's not very nice when they do that. They should oh, not do that. But, I mean, that's just how, that is notorious about uh, trail races. I don't think I've ever had one that was, like, the exact mileage. Like, my GPS always has read higher. Uh, that is just, like, to be expected. So, now, out of all of you ladies, so... Because Jennifer touched on, like, she really enjoys it because she she gets out. It's something they can do together as a family. Now, do you guys, outside of doing these little 5Ks and triathlons, do you want to do something big? I mean, I know the sprint triathlon coming up in the fall is pretty, it's a big deal. Uh, but you have, like, ooh, maybe I'll do, uh, you know, what what's the next? Do they have 15Ks? I don't even know. What do they have, bud? They have... 15Ks, 20Ks, 20Ks. That's something typical in the trail running world. So is that like at all, like maybe in the back of your mind, like maybe? Not yet. Longer distance, but definitely not in a race setting. It messes with my mind too much. I can do the longer distances, um, but it's not as enjoyable when there's so much stress and pressure behind it. Yeah, I get that. Hope's like over here shaking her head. No way. So tell us Hope. So Hope, now you have always liked the triathlons because you're the one that got me into doing the little triathlons because I'm not a swimmer and I'm not a bike uh, person. Um, but you got you got me into it. And I remember that when we did the uh, the jailbreak. Oh my gosh. I was so like out of my element, but I'm glad I did it. Uh, so tell us, what do you have your eyes set on for the future? Well, I kind of had a schedule where in the spring it was always the rock and row. Then we had the Harpeth Hustle in the fall and then the three-legged goat race. And there's a couple others that are in between there. I've normally always done the ones where you canoe. And those are the ones I prefer because I've never been a strong lap swimmer. Um, But I like the triathlons because I don't like running enough to do super long distances. So about the time I'm tired of running, it's time to hop on a bike or vice versa. My arms get tired, it's time to run tired of running it's time to bike um so it's mixing it up and it just seems to make it a little more enjoyable for me uh one new one that i'm looking at maybe doing that y'all may want to sign up for um depending upon how things go this year is the cumberland mountain has a sprint triathlon Um, i I saw that yeah. yeah, so that's one that my daughter, who's 13, she did her first triathlon with her dad last spring at Rock and Row uh, at Rock Island State Park, and she liked it. And so she wants to do one that involves the swimming because she is a good swimmer. And the Cumberland Mountain one is just a good one, I think, that would be a great um, one for her to start with. And um, so I've got to check into when that one is. I think that's earlier in the season, like it's before October. So, um, that's kind didn't, of a new one that I'm looking at maybe doing. Didn't we do that one? No. Not Cumberland Mountain. That's where what it was, was the one climbing? where we ran through the cave. Oh. That McMinnville. was Dunbar. Yeah, that's right. McMinnville. Yeah, that was a neat that one. I didn't get to go because I was called... trying to do a hundred miler, which was so dumb. <laughs> that what was, was that one not... called where we uh, ran through the cave? Know. Was it Dunbar Cave? No, it wasn't no, Dunbar. not Dunbar Cave. Okay. But it wasn't called it wasn't McMinnville. It's, it's somewhere I thought it was called Cumberland Mountain. It was a, mountain. It was a yes. mountain crawl. Mountain crawl. McMinnville something. Mountain Crawl. Oh, McMinnville okay. Mountain Crawl. Maybe. And you guys okay. had a that good was a time good at that one. Yeah. Oh Except I did not like the paddle portion. Rachel 
smoked us all on the paddling because it was kayaking, but my shoulders were just screaming by the end. Yeah. Yes, I did okay, smoke Okay, yeah, I wasn't you. at that one. I would kind of like to do that one. That was a good one. Yeah, I want to do that one. Yeah, that was the time I was, like, uh, suffering on the trail. That was a bad, bad race for me. Um, okay, so, ladies, let me ask you this. What advice do you have um, to other people about doing these races? Because, look, you're not out here, like, training five days a week to do triathlons. You're not, um, you know, this isn't your life. So, so for all these people that sit and watch us and are like, oh, I could never do that, or, oh, that just seems so hard, like a 12K, what is your advice to them? Rachel, what's your advice? Y'all go brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely brush Jennifer's your teeth. Jennifer's putting the kids to bed. Jennifer's putting us out of bed. Jen, you can mute it. Do you remember how? <laughs> you There's just kids back it. there. It's okay. Push Lauren's face and then hit mute. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm back in the I kitchen. I don't know that I have any advice because I signed up for that 12K two days before the race and <laughs> had not practiced any hills, clearly did not enjoy the hills, did not even wear trail shoes to the event. So, uh, you should ask Amanda. Amanda was okay. much better prepared. Amanda, tell us, because you have, now Amanda, she's on Strava, so I've been keeping tabs. Amanda has been very consistent. You've been out doing miles whenever you can, and I've noticed that you started wrecking. So what is your advice to get, like, say someone's on the couch, and they're like, you know, the coronavirus has hit, everybody's stressed. What's your advice to getting somebody started down, like, doing a 12K? Um... I wanted to set a goal at the first of the year to be active in some fashion of distance every day. And um, I was looking at big distances, one mile, five miles. I couldn't decide and hope had the idea to do a half a mile. <clears throat> I thought that was a brilliant idea. So we have been pretty consistent when doing at least a half a mile every day. And <clears throat> one day after work, I went to um, the city park on their paved track. And I ran into a friend and we got to walking and talking and wound up doing seven and a half miles, which was the reason oh, I wow. decided to do the the um, ultra the trail run this past weekend. And so that's the reason my mileage on Strava has been big. I knew I had to practice up, but just to do a half a mile, it doesn't take maybe 10 or 15 minutes and just go up and down your driveway. We just make laps. So that's a little bit of fresh air. Once you get out there, most of the time you're going to wind up doing more than that anyway. Um, I love that because right now they're like, stay home, stay home, stay home. You can go out in your driveway and do laps. And that's what you were literally doing, right? Some days. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah. Amanda has the benefit too of having uh, living Everyone. her yard that has inclines and she is amazing. She goes out most days and literally just hikes up hills in her yard um steep hills you know and she she doesn't need a gym and she doesn't need you know a course laid out she just goes and makes her own mm -hmm. and she climbs and hikes and then when she goes and does a 12k at the thing she's up these hills like you know i'm like wait for me amanda 
you know, she's like up and over the ridge and I'm, you know, halfway up the thing. So it, it pays off, you know, she's made her workouts and she did, she trained exactly like what she needed to do for the event. It was, it was, it was great for her, not for me, for her. (laughs) (laughs) So Hope, have you been keeping up with doing at least a half a mile? Cause I know you and Amanda started this little challenge together, right? And you, you kind of been doing some of it together, maybe not lately. Yes. Um, I feel like I've kept up with it pretty good. And on the days where maybe I missed just because I let life get in the way and made an excuse that I shouldn't have, um, I try to make up for it the next day and do a mile or um, like she said, we end up, we get out there and we get to walking and talking. And before we know it, we're three miles in. Um, So it's just fun. It's fun to do it with somebody else and, you know, set the goal small and you may surprise yourself and blow it out of the water. Yeah. So everyone that's listening right now, that's like stuck at home and you're like, I'm not an ultra runner. I'm not a trail runner. Get out and do at least half a mile every day, because that's where you kind of started the year off. And then it kind of grew into like, oh yeah, this is not a big deal doing three, seven miles, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I like that. So make a goal even because a lot of people are like, oh, half a mile. What, what difference is that going to make? But a big difference when it's consistent and then you add on to it. Right. So I love that. Okay. Can I also add something? Well, uh, the first time I did a race, it was the Harpeth Hustle because it was the first race that Harpeth River State Park had. My husband was overseeing it and he's like, come on, you should do it. And I wanted to show support for him. I had never done anything like that before and it was very intimidating, but just thought I'd go out and do it with a good attitude and have fun. And there were two 80 year old sisters or friends that were doing it and they completed it and I think that people who get intimidated we have a lot of people that say to us oh I could never do that like oh my gosh y'all are amazing because you do that but the thing is is that the majority of us are capable of doing it you have to and I said earlier set your goals small and that kind of sounds backwards from what most people say about setting big goals for yourself I say set big goals but don't put so much pressure on yourself that it prevents you from even getting out there and trying set a realistic goal and when you achieve that goal then you set another one that's a a step above what you just completed so my motto anymore is I'm in it to finish as opposed to I'm in it to win it. Um, I just want to get out there. I just want to do it. I love to be outside, whether I'm biking, running, paddling, and I just want to get out there and enjoy being outside with good friends. And I want at the end of the day, I can say, Hey, I finished. I try not to be the last person and um, you know, (laughs) doing the course. And that's, that's my goal goal anymore is not to be last. (laughs) Um, And so far so good. Um, Good. So, so hope that that stuck with me. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit of a seasoned person, but that whole thing you just said coming from a a running coach has like stuck with me now. I'm like hearing it almost for the first time. And I thank you so much that that's like sticking with me because I feel like I'm prone to like biting off more than I can chew sometimes, you know, and, and it's, that's a very good perspective to give people. Thank you. Thanks. So, ladies, any now that you know, Hope, um, you didn't do this past race, but you've done a lot of races. Uh, Rachel, the self-proclaimed hater of running, Amanda Chu. What questions do you have for me and Bud? Now that your interest has been peaked, was there anything when you got done and you're just like, "What the hell?" Like anything, or were you just glad to be done and didn't really think that much about it? 
No, I, I have a question. I have a legit question. Can, okay. Can you find trail races that are not so frantically up and down? <laughs> you can. No, yes, I mean, for real. This is this is a legitimate question, not because I'm just, you know, slow up the hills, but it's if you're trying to, you know, keep going. And we were warned by people doing the 50K before this race started. And by the organizers of the event that the hill, the the initial hill on this course was so bad that nobody runs up it. You know, even the people doing the 50K, they just, nobody runs up this hill and they don't advise you to, and they don't advise you to run down the other side either. They're that, they're just super steep. I'm not trying, you know, that's kind of, I'm not trying to start a race with that. I would, you know, I like a little more, uh, you know, give me something that I can handle the whole time, not parts that I can't even fathom. And then parts that I can do. So where are the trail races that are a little more, uh, you know, like, you know, in the middle? Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, Yeah. there are. There are. Okay. Um, I want those. And that's when it comes, when um, you start picking races, you have to look at the elevation profile. But there are races. Now, in eastern Tennessee, like in Chattanooga, it's a little harder because you're in the mountains. Um, But even there, there are races that are flatter and what we call runnable um, which means that they don't have killer hills right in the beginning so much. I don't know. What do you think, bud? So I think uh, trail runners are more or less uh, gluttons for punishment. And so you're <laughs> going to have people who want to do challenging things. And I think the other misconception that you have to get out of your head is that, you know, walking or power hiking a section is failure. It is not. Okay. There, there's so many places on these courses where it is impossible to run. Um, some of the, the races that are flatter, they may have sections that have boulders and other things where if you ran it, you're, you're going to break a leg or something. And so even if you don't have these tremendous hills that are uh, going to make you have a heart attack, the, the chances of running it are very slim. Uh, there's elite athletes that will do that the vast majority of us will, will walk up those sections and we're enjoying ourselves. You know, we're having fun doing it, but I, yes, there are some trail races that are completely 100% runnable. Um, they don't have the extreme Hills that you had in your, your latest 12 K. But, uh, I think when you start out hopes laughing, so I think <laughs> my, my latest 12 K that's why she's laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. My well, only twelve k. <laughs> well, one one yeah. <laughs> what well, that may be the only twelve there is, but there's there's other distances <laughs> and that are longer. But well, what I was gonna say, I was hoping she was laughing because she thought maybe I was going towards uh, the fact that you're, you're going to do longer, more difficult things in the future, and you're also going to recognize that you don't have to run the entire thing as far as like a, at a running pace, you can, you can hike it. You can, um, sit down and cry. You can, <laughs> you can crawl. <laughs> Curse a lot. There's yeah. a, how many profanities a... did you spew, Rachel? I want to count. Yes. Me. Tell me, please. <laughs> not, you know, not that many. And not that many that anybody heard because we started <laughs> at head. the very end. Not that many. No, because there was like no one around us. We started at the very end of the pack <laughs> and we pretty much, we passed a couple ladies, but we, we stayed at the back for the most part. 
And I was behind Amanda at all the hills, and that's when I was cussing. So I don't think anybody heard anything that came out of my mouth, really. <laughs> you know. That's funny. I like Amanda. that perspective, but that's what holds me back is I feel like I have to run. I have to beat my last time or beat a certain time that I pull out of the air that, like, I wanted to do this race in under three hours. And so I felt pressured to do that. Like, I couldn't walk, even though my knees hurt. My foot hurt my everything hurt I felt like I had to just keep pushing which was probably not smart for to live the rest of my life the next day but it's it's a mental thing that you think you have to keep running because it's a trail run it's not a a lolly hike in the woods it's uh so that's a a mental barrier that I have that probably prevents me from doing further distances or doing more of them in general I did take your advice where you said uh don't go too fast. So the last couple of miles, I was taking pictures of flowers. I was looking at birds. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's a well, pain to be able to finish? Well, I'm glad you took my advice. And so that that's what I spend the majority of my time doing. Um, I, I just, I love being out on the trail. Um, it resets my spirit and uh, there's very few things I'd rather do than, than do a trail run. Um, I, I just love it so much. And there's so many things that distract me out on the trail. And I think if, if, so answer me this, do you ever feel this? Do you ever feel like, um, since you've started trail running, you're seeing the world a little bit differently than what the average person does. And so do you, do you think that the average person is missing out on a lot of opportunities? That's my question. Yeah, I agree. I think if people aren't getting outside in general, they're missing out on life a lot. True. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of this, okay, going back to, I hate to to be a dead horse because I know everyone's sick of hearing about coronavirus, but you know, the whole social distancing thing, you can still go out and run around your house, go to a secluded trail, like get outside. You don't have to sit on your couch. I mean, there may come a point where we're forced to not go anywhere. Um, but you can practice safe social distancing by going outside and taking a hike or running. Um, and so I think people need to remember that. And it is a good way to, to kind of deal with stress. And yeah, I think people miss out if they're not doing it. Um, which kind of brings me, bud, back to the whole race cancellation um, thing. And so I know Hope had talked about, like, there's a lot of races in the spring that the MILF maids in general, and especially Hope, uh, were planning on uh, things like the rock and row um, triathlon fall in the spring, right? And so now it looks like all of that could be canceled or postponed. Most of the ultra running world is reeling because all the races basically have been canceled. You guys got to run the Music City Trail in ultra right before kind of the whole social distancing thing was, you know, what everyone was doing. Um, so you kind of got in by the skin of your teeth. And so um, I know my, myself, Yamacraw 50K was canceled for this year. Or not canceled, I'm sorry, postponed until November which for me makes a tough decision because I have a hundred miler in October, just four weeks before. So the thought of going back up there to run 30 miles after running a hundred miler up there is kind of one of those decisions I have to make. What am I going to do? Um, and anyways, and I know, bud, you had a race next weekend that's now canceled, right? The river gorge. In right. It was, 
it was just a little 10 miler early Saturday morning. Yeah. But, but a lot of people love that race. It's a great yeah. race. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that are disappointed. And so, I mean, I get it. We all get it when things get, you know, they've trained hard for get changed or mm-hmm. canceled. Um, but I urge people to have some compassion for these race directors. I mean, they obviously have no control over this. Um, and it's a really tough spot to be in. And so, um, I know you ladies will probably continue. Amanda, I know for sure you're going to be continuing your half mile at least, right? Getting out. You're going to be recovered from your race soon and doing that. Hope, I know you have some medical stuff coming up, but you're going to, you've got that goal. Um, and I know, and Rachel, we didn't talk about this. Rachel is a very consistent gym goer, right? And so, um, very consistent. And so now have you been going to the gym or are you holding back with everything? Uh, I have not been to the gym as much in the past couple of weeks as normal uh, because of the current state of affairs and because of the recent change in my work schedule and kids and, and stuff. And I have been doing more running just on the roads around my house. So it's, it's a little bit of a departure for me, but um, I'm trying it out. And it's it's good that I have been because the Y has uh, all but closed at this point and okay. probably will close shortly. So um, yeah. it's good that I have, you know, it's like I had some sort of uh, premonition or something here. I've got yeah. a backup plan already in place. Right. And so I think something all of us should do. So Bud and Jennifer and then us Millsmaids, we should all go somewhere uh, when things lighten up because we don't want to have a gathering of 10 or more <laughs> and spread our germs. <laughs> Um, but do, if anything, uh, it has reinforced the idea that I like doing things for the sake of doing them kind of like the sake for the sake of getting out and doing at least half a mile for the sake of getting out, uh, with your husband and enjoying the trail, uh, for the sake of just doing something different than going to the gym. And so I think it's real important for people at this time to remember, like, why are we doing this stuff anyways, even if our races get canceled or we can't participate in group activities, you know, I know for myself, I run because I love it and I love being outdoors. Um, and so one way I'm dealing with it, and I've talked a little bit to, to Bud um, today about it, is just doing self-supported. Obviously, Bud and I have, have done self-supported stuff, but, you know, your 50K is canceled. Okay, well, go out and do a self-supported 50K. Load up your car with gear and use it as an aid station. That's probably what I'm going to do in place of Yamacraw. We go do a 30 miler you know on my own and spend the day kind of just leisurely running and stopping at my car for aid uh talked about going to the smoky mountains and hitting the at for a 30 miler um so i think there's still lots of ways you can be socially distant at least right now um and still do what you love like amanda you can go out in your driveway or your backyard and do what you love rachel you can run around the block um so i don't know how are you going to handle it bud well, uh, I think I'm going to do more local runs. Uh, Jennifer and I will probably get out a few more times, at least a couple times a week. And uh, she she asked me about running tonight, and we ended up uh, skateboarding and roller skating. And oh, I love it. <laughs> I ac- actually, um, I got Jennifer on my roller skates, and she did that. I'm not allowed to share any pictures of that, but it, ha- it happened. <laughs> I would break my neck if I tried. We had even talked the milkmaids. Remember when we talked about roller skating and doing the roller derby? Like, I would so break my neck. I just, I know myself too well. 
<laughs> you I know, love I... roller skates. <laughs> Maybe keep it on the back burner for when Corona's over. Yeah. Maybe go like do the roller derby. Yeah, I I fell off my skateboard once tonight. It wasn't that bad, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, just a scratch. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I myself, I'm going to still do what I do, which is run by myself 99% of the time. That's how I have always run, um, you know, and I will be doing some self-supported ultras, maybe even join in a virtual run, you know, with other people looking to connect. Um, but yeah, so I think it's important for people to just keep doing the things they enjoy and kind of remembering, well, why do I do this? And if you're like, Rachel and Amanda, maybe keep drinking the Kool-Aid until you just can't live without trail running. And then, you know, your life will be complete and uh, you'll be one of us. Hope we're going to get you there. <laughs> Hope's the triathlon. Hope's the one that's dragging me, you know, to go uh, bike ride. I'm horrible on a bike. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I don't even know how long we've been talking. But before we go, I have a very... Very important question for all of you on this call. Does anyone have a super embarrassing trail story? Now, I know Rachel does. I don't know if she wants to talk it out tonight or save it for another time. It's kind of no, a I need one. to hear it. I need to hear it. Maybe long. she can do it's a too bridge. Long. It's too long. It's too long. Okay. She no, has too one. Long. I heard it around a campfire the first time oh, God, we went horrible. to climb. We went rock climbing yes. um, together. So that will have to wait for another one. Yeah, but does another anybody time. else hope? Come on. You're like, you're, you've been in the outdoors well, a the, lot. The first, well, one of the ones that comes to mind is when you and I did Rock Island and I, my feet totally slid out from under me on a downhill run. And I came back with that big, long, muddy stripe down oh. my backside. I, I do remember that they had pictures. Yeah. We have a picture somewhere. Hope yeah. took a tumble during a race and was like, it looked like a pig about, mud kind of thing. Yeah. I about knocked myself out on that one. Um, nothing else comes to mind. Oh man. But, now I'm going to have to work on your stories. This is. But Hope, you had, a, you had like a major skid mark the rest of the day. Right? <laughs> oh, from head oh to toe. totally did. Yeah. From uh -huh. head to toe. I'll from have to find that picture. From my head. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Amanda, nothing that you can share? Nothing. Oh, I feel like we need to go on like a, what? <laughs> we need to go on a self-supported journey and we're not leaving until someone has extremely embarrassing, you know, predicament happen. I don't know. Well, just, know. just bring the gummies and then you'll get your stories. Bring the <laughs> Bring some substances and maybe we'll have some stories to tell. So we'll have to have Rachel tell her story. I'm still searching for people with embarrassing stories. Hers fits the bill. I do I do know that, but we'll have to save it. Oh, um, God. Okay. I don't know, but what else do we want to say? These are crazy, crazy times, and I can't stress enough. If you're a trail runner, keep getting out there, but stay away from people, but find something to do because I know myself, I would go crazy if I couldn't get outdoors and do something um, so I, I don't think, know, bud. I think uh, from my perspective, um, you know, we need to not be like fear mongers, okay? But there really is something going on. There really is a virus that we're working towards getting uh, a vaccine for. It's coming. They've started inoculating people today. Hopefully this will work. Um, but we all have to kind of come together and be conscientious 
and help to do our part. And that really does mean social distance and prevent the spread of, of the disease. And the measures we can take with sanitation and so forth, washing your hands, sanitizing your hands, being careful ar around spreading germs, th those are the type of things you need to do all the time. And it can help you uh, just totally across the board. But I think there's uh, other countries in Europe where they've had a huge outbreak because uh, too many weeks went by before they knew what was happening. And they have an elderly population and they have a huge tourism uh, you know, industry. And they had a lot of people go through Italy that basically brought the disease and spread it. And they, they have a lot of cruise ships or whatever. And they have a huge elderly population. And so they have a lot of cases over there. And um, we have just as many cases over here, yet our population is so much greater. And so we're kind of controlling it a little bit better because we have a little bit of more awareness right now. But everyone needs to just be conscientious about it and not really act like um, our rights are being infringed upon by staying home. Well, no one's mandating anything. These are just recommendations. But right. uh, we all have to be responsible and respectful because, you know, it's it's our loved ones, too, who may be elderly and, and need us to act responsible and not hoard you know goods that we we go buy 10 times as much of certain items at the grocery store that we never would buy any other time and those are shortages you know we live in a in a fragile economy of capitalism where supply and demand are what dictates uh what happens and we have huge spikes in that when when there's runs on things and you know things can't keep up and so it looks like desperation what we have in our country and what we've been blessed with is that we really don't want much of anything. We have pretty much everything that we want and desire. And we're, we're seeing a little bit of the fringes when we kind of tilt the, tilt that scale a little bit. I think for trail running, um, this is an excellent sport. Um, I'm personally in my life, I'm not doing any real group runs or anything. And I may run with one or two people and that's it. And um, I don't I don't basically think that people should be doing big group activities right now. And that, that's not a, a hit against uh, any particular groups. It's just that I think I feel like it's irresponsible to have huge gatherings right now. Yeah. And that's and I just think all there is to it. And I think send some love and support to your favorite race directors right now because they had to make really tough decisions that they did not want to make. And they know that people are upset, that people have lost money, they've lost money. Um, just, I, if I can't stress it enough, uh, just be kind. I mean, I see, you know, there's so much on social media, maybe back away from social media. But yeah, um, so if you're a trail runner or whatever uh, you do, I'd like to hear from you what you're doing right now to kind of maintain your sanity you know are you running outdoors do you still run in a group or go to the gym just curious no judgment I think on on my part just curious what other people are doing to deal with it and so um we'll go ahead and wrap up because my phone battery is about to go dead <laughs> 
Um, and so we'll have to wrap up anyways. Uh, but I thank you guys for, we had a big group tonight, but I think it was good. And hopefully the, the audio will, uh, will sound good with all of us chattering away and try not to talk over each other, but thank you all for being here. Um, as always. And hopefully the next time we talk to you, Corona won't be such a big deal. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, but let's plan a trail date, all of us. Okay. Sound good. Sounds good. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. See you guys.